G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Insight MBA show. I am Maddie G. This is the pickup. You're going to join myself and my guy, Maddie Malley, at Live My Fantasy on all of the social handles. This is the show we talk about the week ahead. It is a short week. It is hectic. It is flat chat. We only have six days of NBA action. By the time you listen to this, one is down. There's five in the can. How can you maximize your roster for the rest of this week? How can you get the W in week six? How can you get there with pickups? How can you get some drops? You buy lows, you sell highs, all of it coming up right after this. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you're definitely not listening to our ASMR video from last week where we said very good things about Jonas Valanciunas and how much you like rebounds, you dirty, dirty fantasy player. Mally, how are you? Hey, mate, that intro is schnazzy. I was I was lost and I was like, oh, hold on, I'm on this podcast. I was about to I sit down like, and just listen to you. I, I feel like when that intro drops and the beats there, I feel like I'm walking down the corridor with a lot of spinning lights around me really, really slowly and then speeding up towards the camera at different points in time. It's very snazzy. Mate, you know who's not snazzy? The Wizards and the Pistons, which I think leads us into this one. Let's talk about our daily rewind and what we've learned today in the NBA. Yeah, both of those teams are shit, but the Wizards were the less shit team today. Yeah, I was just thinking then, oh, imagine losing to the Wizards. And then I was like, imagine losing to Detroit. And I'm like, well, someone had to lose. I'm surprised it didn't just go to like five overtimes and people just left. Like the umpires were like, I got to go. I, I, got, I got shit on. I'm just this guy. You guys shouldn't even be here today. Like you shouldn't have been here today. Yeah. I think the big takeaways that we've got here is Isaiah Livers is back getting some minutes. Um, but Kevin Knox didn't play obviously with the, the Sasa, like all these guys, like I just look around and it's just a shit show, generally speaking in Detroit with the ins and outs, but I'm going to toot my own horn. I did say Jaden Ivy with the four game week this week was a must start guy with four games on for the Pistons in a short week. He did not disappoint me today, apart from missing one of his free throws, uh, 500 from the field still for him, five, like seven rebounds, seven assists. One steal, one block, 15 points, and two threes. I love that from Jaden Ivey. And my big shout right now is if he is still in your league, on your wire, you need to be picking up Jaden Ivey this short week. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it was nice to see um, Jalen Duran put up a nice little line. He had, he had a bit of foul trouble, but they got him back out there, and he looked great as well. The five, re- uh, the five blocks is a bit out of the ordinary for him. That's not really his game, but I guess when uh, – you're playing the Wizards, magical things happen. Magical things happen, uh, especially Asar Thompson just continues to be great, but not as great maybe as he first started off the gate. So I'm not going to say it's by low on Asar Thompson, but a bit of that whole new wondrous luster of him is going to probably go away, especially with Bojan Bogdanovic coming back in this team. Does he start? Does he not start? Do we not know? Just keep your eyes. I think there's a, the lesson we can learn from this is watch Detroit. They're shit. They're not going anywhere. Cade Cunningham continues to do good things like 26 points, check, seven assists, five rebounds, a steal. Perfect from the free throw line. But they're not going anywhere fast. And if 
Vojan comes back into this lineup. If they move Thompson because they already suck and they're like, we're going to mix it up and Monty Williams does some mysterious thing. She can, he can move in mysterious ways. It reminds me of that great NXS song. Um, if Asad goes to the bench, maybe there's a short window of via low on him. So I'm going to say that one. Um, how's Jordan Poole going for you, Mally? Oh, mate, I'll try to make to go. You can ask Matty O'Brien how he's going. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't brag too much because um, – I think part of that trade or the next trade we did involve Jaron Jackson Jr. And he's been he, he coming over to my team and he's been a sad little panda as well. So, you know, it's like, one of us will eventually have a breakthrough and uh, the Jaron Jackson Jr. will start to play well or pull well and one of us can celebrate. But at the moment, it's just a bit of a double negative. No one's really yeah, won it, that one out there. But yeah, he didn't do anything no. today, did he? No, mate. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll put my hand in my heart and say I traded to get Jaron Jackson Jr. in a league and he's just continued to plummet down the rankings. So hopefully he is here for a better time sooner or rather than later. Next game in was, this was a surprise one, I think, for a lot of punters out there. The, the Trailblazers won a game of NBA basketball against a much better team in the Indiana Pacers. So the Trailblazers moved to 5-12. and 12. The, uh, the Pacers are 9-7. and seven. And it's deceptive because you think the Pacers are a much better team. Just like the Lakers, can I say, a lot of these wins are happening in tournament games. Like they, they were 4-0 in the tournament. The Lakers, 4-0 in the tournament. And their losses, they're taking their lumps. You know, the Lakers today on the back of a – we'll get to that one in a second. They just got their – they got their hiney spanked. But we'll get to one of the guys in here because we're talking about Brogdon later. Is there anything you're noticing in these teams right now that you can glean some fantasy value? Because I think it's a bit of a wash right now. There's only limited names in both teams you can look at. Yeah, not really. I mean, not from a waiver kind of perspective, but it's nice to see Aiton getting to the line a little bit. He looked aggressive today. Like, yep. you know, I mean, he's he's one of the softest blokes out there. Like, imagine having that body and just playing the way he does. It just it seems like a a waste of his God-given talents. But, yeah, he, he sh- I think he, he shot maybe four in his last game and maybe something close to another four at the line again today. So that's good. Obviously, he's playing a little m- bit more aggressively and they, they got a win and maybe that's all they needed was um, a bit of an attitude change and a little bit more um, uh, macho basketball activity out of Aiton. But, yeah, he, 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 he was looking all right. That's probably the only thing that really stood out to me from that game. I think the one thing that I keep on, I think I haven't really discussed it enough, is Miles Turner not playing minutes. I don't think is being talked about more. So he hasn't topped more than 30 minutes in a game since the Milwaukee game uh, back on the 9th of November for 37 minutes. The only other time he's done it twice, 31 and 32 minutes respectively all season long. Now, today when you do it comparatively, the bloke, he plays well. 26 minutes, like four, five from 11, one from one from the line. When you look down at like 11 points, eight rebounds, two steals, two blocks, one turnover. Great line. He's been putting it up decently. I just would like to know when Miles Turner gets some more minutes and some more run. And I'm just looking at that every time. And he's already like, a, he's returning well in your fantasy teams. I'm not going to say he's a buy a low candidate by any way, shape or form, but there might be an owner that's out there that's frustrated that he's not getting more or getting more runtime, and you could throw someone out there getting like a 35 or 36 minutes a game, getting some snazzy some snazzy stats in some other areas that that owner manager wants, and you could sneak in for a guy like Miles Turner. 
Because if he was playing 30 minutes a night, 32 minutes a night, like that 37 game, 500 from the field, perfect from the line. He hit four threes, 22 points. Uh, where was it? Yeah, 22 points versus Milwaukee. Oh, sorry, 21, six, four, and a block. Like, juicy. I just think there's an option there for Miles Turner, mate. Oh, no, he's a, he's a good um, Allen key. Not an Allen key. What's a Swiss Army knife kind of dude where he really isn't um, a deficit in any part of his fantasy game. He really is. You know, sometimes you get guys on your fantasy team and they play really well and you're like, sweet, uh, sell high time. And you look at, um, you know, 70% of your leagues and you're like, damn, this guy doesn't fit any team by my team. Like, whereas someone like Miles Turner, you can look and go, hey, I can make a story to get to sell you off here. I can make a story to this person, you know, like he does a lot of things that traditional centers don't do, like you know, shoot well at the line and, and put up threes. So, yeah, I think... He's a good guy to be a um I don't know. I know you're not selling him as a sell high candidate, but you know, he is a guy that fits well on most teams. A hundred percent. Let's talk about a guy, uh, two teams today who would f- most of these guys, if you look at your roster, you'd you'd take a lot of their players. The Lakers going down to the Philadelphia 76ers who are continuing to roll in the East. Mally, talk us through your thoughts on this game because like this this is LeBron's one of his greatest losses of all time. In, in NBA basketball, but mate, two dismal quarters and two competitive quarters in this game. Like the Lakers just don't know how to string together four quarters of basketball. Yeah, I mean, and they've got people coming in and going out of their lineups too. Like it's a bad time for them. Um, so, and, and just like, there's got to start to be more conversation. I think about um, the, the duo in um the set in, in uh, Philadelphia, like those boys are so good. Like you just look at Embiid today, like this is another, I don't know. It's another tick in a box for him when it comes to trying to line up another MVP award, just doing this much damage to a team like the Lakers, where even though, you know, their, their depth was a bit um, shoddy and they have people coming in and out of their starting lineup, they had Davis and they had, um and LeBron out there like they didn't have an excuse for the the pound down that they got but yeah he um he he looks very impressive I think he was Ty- close to a triple double today wasn't he triple double today yeah eleven rebounds eleven assists like the man just uh, put it, it on trips. mate it was a trips and just Maxi continues to be elite this season look he's been up and down there was a little bit of a buy low on that one the, the most curious thing that I was is they just let them cook the Anthony Melton only took six shots. And they were all threes mm-hmm. today, which I thought was a really curious way with how they attacked that team. Like he was really just out there for the classic defense. Um, Marcus Morris Sr. getting these minutes. Mate, Moza, 16 points and barely anything else. He got one rebound in a steal. Six from eight, four from five for deep. Patrick Beverly, revenge game. If you look down this one, Patrick Beverly rolled out there for 24 minutes, four from eight from deep. Like obviously, he just gets fired up every single time that he sees them. Your favorite. Austin Reeves, 29 minutes. He was like, we played like shit. They did not play well. There's nothing really to learn here, but there's guys coming in, as you said, in and out of the Lakers roster. And you can't really do anything about that, but something you can do work on and we can really focus in on is the Pelicans. Because this week, I think a lot of our values going out of goes like Hawkins and McDaniel, uh, and Dyson Daniels. Because CJ McCollum is expected back this week, which is great news for them. Yeah, great news for him too. It's nice to be able to, 
breathe without your lungs collapsing or whatever nonsense he's had to put up with several times in his professional career now. But yeah, they look like they're moving through pretty well. And the um the guys who've come in, like Hawkins and, and Dyson Daniels, have done a serviceable job in an NBA stance and they've done as well um in a fantasy stance too, you know, like I know everybody, I think, hopefully understood what they were getting into when they picked those guys up, that they're there for a um, a quick, powerful time and not really uh, there for a long-term situation as far as fantasy goes. But, yeah, like Zion's looking good and I'm always worried about um, sleepy eyes. I'm just worried that he's going to hurt himself or something again, Ingram. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I just wince. He's not even on my team this year, and I still wince when he does anything. I'm like, oh, he's going to snap. But he hasn't in this nice little run, so good on him. Yeah, and look, I'm someone who traded away sign at the beginning of the season when he when he showed a couple flashes, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's see if this could be sustained. I got some value back on him. What I thought I was, Jaron Jackson Jr. was involved in that trade. And now I look at this, and I'm like, Ugh. I just wanted to boil my free throw percentage. But when, when Zion hits seven from nine, I'm okay. I'm like, yeah, all right, fair yeah. enough. But I don't know how long always he's always feeling. Yeah, go. No, I don't know. I was just, I, I think you're about to ask me that question because I guarantee you that was exactly what uh, I was about to say. I was just going to say, don't you just feel like this team's always on the edge of like a cataclysmic yes. like yes. explosion? Like the guys who have been out there are, are guys who we know have massive injury paths. Like McCullum, this is yep. a reoccurring injury. Zion. Um, he started, you know, um, driving more than he was in those probably in those down times when you sold him off. Um, Brandon Ingram always looks like he's about to get hurt. Um, Trey Jones, he's obviously hasn't been able to come back yet, and he's getting towards the end of his timetable for return. Yeah, Trey uh, Murphy's Herb on his Jones. way back in the next week, so Trey Murphy could be back in the next week or so. So a lot of this, where there's Herb Jones, he goes out. Daniels is out of the starting lineup like that. Like maybe they bring in Trey Murphy, the third, not the second one, just to be clear of our Murphy's. Um, when Murph comes up. back, when Murph, when Murph comes back, he'll slide into that small forward role. They've been, the, the organization has been very forward with saying he will have a predominant role in our offense and defense with what we do. You know, that's going to impact Herbie. Daniels is going to go back to the bench and then there's that stockpile of talent that they've got there. And if they're all playing well and healthy, Valentunas takes a hit. Where do the touches go? Where do the looks go? Like it just, it's it's there for a time. And when we talk about that, it's the same thing in the Jazz right now. Like Larry Markin hasn't played the last couple of games. So people are being buoyed right now. Now Utah has a four game week this week. So they capped the last one off. The Jazz did beat the Pelicans today. Without that, your servant obviously started at the center. But I'm very happy to see Walker Kessler come back and go for 26 minutes, go seven from nine in the field. Yeah, he missed my free throw. And I had him stashed an IR. I, I didn't activate him today. I wanted to get Denny Advia's stats out there because I just wanted some threes and some, some like I just wanted an all-round kind of game. I thought maybe maybe Kessler comes back and gets me a couple blocks and that's all I'm missing out. But I don't want to hurt my free throw percentage early in the week. And if, Den, Danny, if Denny can knock down a couple, great. So I ran with that and I'm going to probably – have to bench him. But Kessler back for 26 minutes in second game, eight rebounds, three assists, two blocks, seven from nine from the field, 14 points. Mally, you love to see it. Good on him. And anyone who's got him should be happy. They've been patient. And hopefully this is a, um, you know, a sign of things to come for him. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes. Um, I just like to 
also Keontae George has been, I guess, one of the hottest names in fantasy for a little while. Like, you know, do we get, what do we do with Keontae George? What do we do with Keontae George? And a lot of people picked him up. Some people left him on the waiver wire. He's still around there in some leagues. In fact, in Yahoo, he's rostered 47% of leagues. So he's widely available out there in 10, 12 team leagues, some 12 team leagues, definitely probably not, not your 14 team league. But if you're in a 14 or a 16 teamer, please just search in your toolbar right now, Keontae George, because he's put together three decent games after everyone being like, oh, he's just a stream for assists. Well, that's cool. He actually has played by what I'm looking at. Five of his last seven have been better quality games, apart from when everyone was hot on him. And these are these averages have gone up. So 15 points, 15 points. And I'm just going to talk points leagues. 15, 15, 7, 9, but 16, 15, and 19. Now, the percentages the whole time are woeful, but the threes, the shots coming along. Today, three. Last game, four. Game before, three. So his shots starting to go in. The assists are there. The steals, they're trickling in, but he's also doing this without Lowry marking it. So what can we make of this? Well, the game with Lowry when he went, like, was out was okay. If they're going to get that connection, you could probably slip in the radar right now, pick him up, and ride him through to the end of the season if you're in a 14-teamer. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on Keontae George. No, I picked him up. He looks great. He got a highlight dunk today, which always starts to um, trickle into fantasy where people go, hey, who's this bloke? But, um, yeah, I mean, his assists have been down, ironically, the last few days, so he probably hasn't yep. been a stream for assists. But as your assists have gone down, they've let him take more shots um, at as you said, they not don't necessarily go in, but um, yeah, he's young. If you yeah. if you're doing well, you stash him. I mean, you're not stashing him; you're using him now because he's producing quite well. But you you know that those kind of things will come around after Christmas. Like you can never just draft a rookie based on their efficiency, unless their like name is Jalen Duran or Walker Kessler, and they're just yeah. like a big seven foot man mountain. Like that's just not something that we do in fantasy. When it's a guard, you know they're going to have to like work their time and, and put their energy into the league. But I'm looking at leagues now. Mally, look in our in our league, Matrix's league, he's available. Like you yeah. can walk in there right now while we're on this pod and pick him up. I don't need a point guard. I'm okay. But if I wanted to, I could pick him up right now. I'm lucky enough to own him in two leagues um, that I've got. I got him in the FBI World Cup in another one. And I'll have to deal with the inefficiencies, which will kill me, but it's something that I have to. But I guess, mate, that brings us to the week ahead. Not just the week ahead, games ahead, but let's let's look at this week ahead because after we get off this one and people are listening to this on the first day of drop, we've got one down. There's like five days of action. So let's get to it. He's heating up. Now, as you're going to listen to this one right here on the preview, Mally, well, let's let's do it this way. You're back-to-backs. There's none for Monday to Tuesday. So you can plan your week accordingly to that one. So you're not going to pick up anyone today or you didn't pick up anyone yesterday that's playing today on a back-to-back. So you're looking to pick up a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. If anything, Houston Rockets, Sacramento Kings, and Toronto Raptors. Mally, who comes to your mind in those teams that are the guys who are available? Well, um, I see that Dylan Brooks is likely to play. Um, he'll be available in most of your leagues. He can have really quiet nights fantasy-wise where he does nothing. Obviously, he he's a big impact guy in, in the NBA. He's, he's a huge piece, has been for the Rockets. I don't know if we can put it all down to him turning it around or um, FVV. But, um, yeah, he's he's been pretty instrumental. But 
you know, he's a guy who can hit threes and get hot. He's a guy who gets steals. Um, he's not going to be too damaging. He's either going to do nothing or everything. He doesn't really go into the negatives as far as fantasy um, goes. So he's a guy they might have. Um, I mean, their their bench at the moment's decimated. There um, and Freddie talking about him as well. He's he's got a DTD tag at the moment. So I'm hoping he gets uh, there. I need some assist in that league this week. So I'm definitely hoping that he he plays. Well, Please, Fred. Exactly what he does. Um, as far as the Kings, I've got Harrison Barnes. Keegan Murray's doubtful for tomorrow, which I'm going to say means he doesn't play the back to back. I'd say they'll sit him out and give him that extra, extra couple of days. Um, and Harrison Barnes has been strong in his absence, so he might be a guy um, you can pick up. And then, as always, and he's always there, and people only pick him up for a day and then throw him back into the pool. Is Gary Trent Jr. for the Raptors? Um, they got those big guys there that you can always pick up on the waivers too. But Gary Trent, he gets you a steal if you need a steal. Um, he shoots threes and that's all he does. But he's kind of their sixth man, so I mean, yeah, you got to you got to take a take a crack at him. But yeah, so Dylan Brooks, Harrison um, Barnes, and Gary Trent Jr. They're the three who will have um, the back to back. You might as well pick up one of them, two for one. Yeah. And look, we're looking at games where there's eight games on Tuesday, seven games on Wednesday. So these are what we would call generally low, lower volume days, especially with the chicanery that the NBA has pulled out this year. We're like, hey, everyone but two teams play today. The other two teams, no, they're just going to go back to, for Thanksgiving early. Everyone's going to play today. And this is a tournament. All leads us to the basically the day on Sunday where the NBA and the upper Adam Silver and his team sits down and looks at the schedule for the next week and realizes there's no real schedule for NBA basketball next week, all because we're working towards the tournament. Now, this is interesting to note as well. Some leagues like Yahoo and, like, like Yahoo and ESPN counting games as a week. Fan tracks, I know, isn't counting the, the teams that make the final as part of this counting stats. So you can actually rule that one out. So there's no use just in fan tracks ex- ex- explicitly. There's no use when we get towards this end phase of the tournament to jump on guys and drop three dudes to pick up a, like three guys in the teams playing in the final just to get those extra counting stats. Like especially in fan tracks, it's not going to be a thing we do. Um, looking yeah. ahead to the Wednesday and Thursday, Mally, we've got the Pistons, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Jazz. Thursday is a higher volume day game. There's nine games, but Friday is what we really want to look at and pivot that into. We want to look at Thursday and Friday, especially if you have a slot on Thursday, because Friday there's six games, which is, apart from today's games, the lowest volume of days. So those guys, um, they're the Pistons, the Clippers, the Lakers, Jazz. Who do you like there, mate? Um, Lively. He's not too bad. Um, You might be able to pick him up. He'd be available everywhere, but um, he looked good on the court today. Um, who else did you say? The Clippers. The Clippers. Uh, well, Jesus, no. Now I want to. I've got a. I've got a Clippers. I, I want you. To, I want to hear your Clippers take. Let's hear your Clippers take. Oh, just seeing them, watching them today, and I got home to, uh, you know, watch the end of the game. And Jesus Christ, I mean, to get that kind of uh, have that finish against Denver, where they don't have two of their starting guys. Um, is pretty upsetting, and to let um, what's his name, who's the filling point guard, um, Reggie Jackson, they got yeah, Reggie Jackson, the dude with Reggie. all the bits and pieces. Yeah, he's he's loaded up. 
what do they call yeah. him? Like the um, the playground guy or whatever from um, 2K, just because he's got the armbands, the glasses, <laughs> the headband, yeah. uh, and he's got the whole lot. But to, like that is an absolute pantsing um, to get done yeah. by. Reggie Revenge Game. Reggie Revenge Game, 100%, call it it. Yeah, so that was a, that was an absolute shame. And I have Harden in one league. I'm running in three leagues. I got Harden in one. I got PG um, in the other, and I've got Kawhi in the third. And thankfully, Kawhi had a good day today because um, he's been a bit quiet. Um, and you know, he's quite bit solid. Quite bit solid. So he's could be, by the way. And you say that I want to just say it straight away as you say it, he could be a buy lowish guy. Because he's gonna if he's healthy, him and PG. You're a PG owner. How much do you love owning PG? Besides today, I love owning yeah. him a lot. And there you go. Touch wood. He's been healthy. Yeah. And so and and so is Kawhi. So I like those guys. I almost traded you this week in our league for Harden. And then I look yeah. at today and I'm like, this is why I didn't. Yeah, he's gotta get better than this, doesn't he? Like doesn't you know, he? this he's been a he's been a top like 15 guy just back to back to back to back and like i don't know what the system has to change like he's he is the system hold up hold up mally mally no don't don't disrespect him did you not hear what he said he is a system yeah i try not to listen to him because i like him so i try to ignore him (laughs) because that's just the best way to continue to like him is just pretending he's just a man who plays basketball and doesn't have any opinions but you know i think he only took Seven shots today. Like, yeah, come on. Do they even have it? Was um, uh, Powell even playing today? Was he out there? Paul, who Powell? What's his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, Normie, Norman, Storm and Norman Powell. Yeah, yeah he, mate, perfect, perfect from the free throw line. Yeah, he did. He got in 21 minutes. He was two from eight, uh, 10 yeah. points. Just did Powell things. But the big thing today was Zubach, like in this one, like it was literally this was such a throwback to the fact that Jokic was out. And DeAndre Jordan played 34 minutes and he was good. Like apart from the free throws, classic DeAndre, classic DeAndre, five from 11 from the line. But like the five assists, the two steals, the block, like turning back the clock, that was incredible. Like Michael Porter Jr., (laughs) MPJ couldn't hit a shot. It was crazy. Yeah. Just good to see uh, a hacker Jordan back again. You know, like we just haven't seen that for a long time. That was just fun to see him. Slapping him and hoping that he would um, absolutely murder his, th- his free throws, which he did, and they had to sit him. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. there. There's some big personalities there. So I'd say that, yeah, something's going to have to give sooner or later because they should be better than this. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, and you know, as, a, as a fan of the NBA, it is kind of enjoyable to watch a team that is – full of superstars like that, not be able to put it together and then flick the channel and watch Orlando just plowing their way through with, I mean, if you can call Paolo a, a superstar yet, yeah, probably not, but, um, but you know, he's budding superstar, like, budding superstar. Yeah, budding, very much so. But back to the pickups, I mean, those three guys, the only other two that I think you should start having to think about, they don't have the back-to-back. But DeAndre Hunter at the moment, with Jalen Johnson out, um, they seem to be giving him some more shots. He obviously isn't as good as Jalen Johnson and probably never will be. But, you know, for this next four weeks while Jalen's out, that's probably a longer-term hold. And same with Al Horford. He got those 15 rebounds the other day. He really doesn't do very much when they're at full strength. But with Porzingis out, 
for a week plus, um, he's another dude that you probably should think about picking up. He's out two weeks. He, uh, in my opinion, he's out two weeks. They play twice this week. We know there's two games on the agenda for Boston, I'm pretty sure, next week. For me, that's four games that they'd happily rest KP so he's healthy later in the season because not that he's injury-prone, but he does carry those. But if I'm looking at that one and I'm looking here for the Clippers, you know, there's guys, again, like Powell, as you mentioned. For the Lakers, if he's back, Cam Reddish, Rui being out, if Cam weaves his way back into the rotation, I'm looking there. Look, Max Christie is starting. I don't know what you need in your league, but this is a guy who's going to get you some assists, some steals, and some three-pointers and a very good free throw and, and a decent free throw percentage. And for the Jazz, look, Ochi Abaji is getting some run out there right now. Like these guys are – Keontae George, as I said, is available in 47% in leagues right now. He's probably a pickup. But then again, we're looking at this one. Let's get into our hot guys because you've got a couple of the guys who you love right now. So let's get into your sell highs. The guys who are hot and guys who are looking at for the end of this week. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. So I'll just put in a bit of a bud. We're going to look at some guys like Reggie Jackson, obviously, today. Christian Braun, um, Braun, the Braunster, the, the Razor, Christian Braun. Uh, Najee Marshall, we've got Daniels. Um, Nicholas Batum today, I was really impressed with him in Philadelphia. They've got three more games to come this week in Daniel House. Uh, look, those are pretty much the key targets right there. I think you could probably look in Dennis Smith Jr. as well um, around these teams. Detroit, Jaden Ivey, as I said at the top of the week, was a must-add. Those are my hot guys for the games who are going to get three more this week. And all the other teams are going to have three guys. But as you said before, DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bay started, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Charlotte, Terry Rogier's hot with LaMelo Ball being out, but Brandon Miller becomes more playable. PJ Washington becomes more playable. Those are the main targets that I'm looking at early on. But the sell highs, Mally, to re- get some value back, who are you looking at on your sell high radar? I have a, um, this ominous kind of feeling that when I, I say one. this, it's going to be the opposite of what's going to happen. And I also feel like he's a guy that I might have talked sell high before, but Franz Wagner still sits there. Um, Orlando are killing it at the moment. They're doing it without Fultz, and um, they're doing it without Jesus Christ. I need to remember people's names. What's the center's name? Uh, Wendell. Carter oh, Wendell Carter Jr. So they're doing it those two, and they're still to come back. And obviously, they are starting. They're in the starting five, so that'll shake things up a bit. But um, we look at over the last seven days. He's pro- he's putting up an extra three points. Rebounds are about the same. His assists are up. His steals are up. His blocks are up. His blocks from 0.4 to 0.8 are doubled. His turnovers, even though he's, um, you know, obviously getting more touches and and uh, and shooting more and handling more, have gone down ever so slightly from 1.9 to 1.8. I just think with him, he's a guy that gets hot and then he goes missing and becomes a bit of a shell of himself. Um, I think that probably makes him a sell high, knowing that we've still got Wendell Carter Jr. and Fultz to come back, who are going to demand theirs. And I, and they both seem, I mean, it's hard to tell with Fultz, but at least for Wendell Carter, he seems like um, a return is fairly imminent for him. So, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're a person who's on the fence with France or you know, you've had some doubts or you're, you're waiting for that swing to kind of the pendulum to swing back in the opposite direction. Maybe now's the time because he's looking hot and Orlando look great, which is nice to see. Yeah, it is. They're playing some really good basketball. And and look, these guys played my first 
sell high guy right now, some guy who's really hot, is a guy who I'm really surprised by considering the amount of minutes that he has played, which I just think is insane. Like Malcolm Brogdon, like he played, like he's played a lot of minutes lately. In fact, his minutes are up right now. Like I love Malcolm Brogdon. I, I love Malcolm Brogdon so much, but I hate him at the same time because I just never know what to trust with the guy. And yeah. this is this is the second night of a back-to-back, and the dude's out there playing 36 minutes. Now, Grant and DeAndre Ayton, the two centerpieces of the team, let's say, not the guy they just picked up in the trades, played 38. The, this is this is an insane, like this is an insane amount of minutes for Malcolm Brogdon. Considering the Clippers huh. literally rebuffed the trade because of his health, this can only be sustainable for so long. So if already that's not the biggest red flag, like if it's not a red ball just getting waved down in the middle of Barcelona, the next part of it is if health is doesn't do you, he doesn't have a place on this basketball team. Like he is not required to play the game of basketball for the Portland Trailblazers. Malcolm Brogdon doesn't need to. They got him. He's a great piece, but he's an easily tradable piece. But they've been decimated by injuries early on in the season. Scoot Henderson, their big prize draft pick, out. Anthony Simons, the, the future, out. Like Shaden Sharp is getting his 35 minutes, which is fair enough to him. But Scoot's worked his way back in. He came back in today, 22 minutes off like off the bench today, 4 and 10, uh, 13 points, good for him, one assist, one steal. So Scoot's around. But it's only a matter of time before he's given the keys to the kingdom back, which is great to see Scoot Henderson back in. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's 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 great to see Scoot. But this it's when he's not long to be like the guy everywhere. He's come back in the last three games, 17 minutes, 27 minutes, 21 minutes. And this is the interesting thing. Scoot Henderson is available in 58% of Yahoo leagues, which tells me that he's around there right now. He's probably available in a 10 team. So sell Brogdon High right now, see if Scoot Henderson is available in your league and just make a tactical pivot, get a return because obviously Scoot's going to just be like, ego Scooty, go for it. Just, just go nuts. And he's shown some flashes the last couple of games. So yeah, I'm thinking Brogdon is my one of the highs. Uh, who's your second one for the week, mate? You're just, just thinking about Brogdon. I can't stop smiling because I feel like he is a rental Daihatsu like the company that has him know that their people are out there just flogging the tits off him. Like yep. they know there's no resale value in him. They know that he's a hard little worker and he's going to get you there. But like, oh man, you just sit there and it brings a tear to your eye just watching them. They're like, reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where um, <laughs> the, the Hamburglar guys beating yep. the piss out of the, that guy and they're like, stop, he's already dead. You know, like. Oh man, yeah, it hurts. He's, been, you know, he's I, been a top seventy-five player for the last week, and I look at it and I'm yeah. like, I, I love that for Brogdon, but it's not. Sus- mm. I just, I want it to be sustainable. It's like there's certain yeah. things. My, I'm not going to lie. My wife just walked in the room, and I look at my wife, and I think there's certain things that I'd love, but they're not sustainable. My love is sustainable. My relationship is sustainable, but there's things that aren't sustainable. Brogdon is the non-sustainable thing. You can't keep that going. Whereas love and someone you're really tied to can be sustainable. But Brogdon's yeah. going to break. A team literally said no to a trade for him. I wouldn't trade my wife for the world. I would trade Malcolm Brogdon. Just nobody wants him because he could break. And that's the simple truth. Pick, I want to pick him up 
he's probably taller than me, but I want to pick him up in my arms and just, and you know, just say it's going to be okay, mate. Like you don't Someone have to do will this love anymore. You for you. Someone yeah, will love you for yeah. you. And take you know? him out behind the shed like old Red and, and just end his life, you know. It's grim. That's so grim. Oh, uh, so no. No, but that, but, that's yeah. my that's my big sell highlight. That's my that's my big sell highlight. Like, get, get returned. Like, after this game today with Scoot Henderson, oh, yeah, but you don't know that, man. Scoot's come off the bench the last couple of games. Someone's going to be like, oh, really? He did? And they're going to look at the box score and be like, he's not back. Like, Scoot Henderson's going to come back into this team and take the keys on the starting role. And while Brogdon's still doing this, and they got a win too. Like it's just, it's it's the time, man. It is the time. Well, it's a time to be alive. They've also got Simons to come back too. Like you know, we're worried yep. about the ramping up of Scoot. Like you Skylar Mays. That's why not? It, yeah, yeah. Like there's just too much else going on. Look, my uh, my second sell high guy is Jakob Pertl. Um, speaking of Franz Wagner having ups and downs. It's been a lot of downs for Pirtle with minutes. I, I mean, you were just talking before about uh, Miles Turner and the lack of minutes that he gets, and he's a quality player. And I feel like, I mean, maybe the NBA overall is just going to the smaller lineup. So these guys are kind of relics, you know, they're the, they're the trebuchets that they roll out at the start of the battle and let them dong away and then oh, roll You said one of my favorite words. Say trebuchet again. Do it. Trebuchet. Just don't just, just there you go. Can you say it, can you just say it slower speak? and into your microphone? No, don't do that. No, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look, this big man in Purtle, his his minutes have been down. I think before the last two games, he's only played one game over thirty minutes. So now the fact that he's been out of string two in a row together at thirty minutes. And he's been doing great things in those minutes. I think this is a sell high. I don't think this is a ramping up of his minutes and they go, oh, wait, Yaga Pertle's really good. Maybe we should be playing him 30 plus I'm, minutes a night. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm going to disagree with you because I think Darko, I think he's coming to this team. I think Darko is a European coach. And you and I have both been coached in basketball to pretty decent levels. And we know the different styles of a, little, of a lot of different guys. And I think I think he literally went out there with all this young talent to make this young this this guy in Jakob Pertl prove himself a little bit. Now I'm not going to say that what he's been returning over the past two weeks or, or the last week is it, it's top 30, 40 value. Like this has been an incredible run. In fact, in the last two weeks, the guy has been insane. Twenty nine minutes, as you said, like the twelve points is great. Basically, a double double machine. The eight hundred plus from the field goal is amazing. If the bloke could hit his free throws at 700%, he would be a top 20 fantasy player. Now, the blocks are returning as well. That's what we like to see from him. Like They were down to start the season. They've come back the last couple of weeks. That's what we want to see from Jakob. Jakob, the joker. The joker, Jakob, hurdle. But the minutes are encouraging. The minutes are encouraging. And I do see him existing because I want to put this out there. I look back at his record when you said this to me earlier. I went back and brought up his minutes per game. So back to 2021 in your team, the Spurs, because, you know, bless up your San Antonio. How many minutes do you reckon he was on for his first two NBA seasons in 2020 and 2021, 21, 22? What, what do you reckon his average minutes and nights were? I feel like it was a lot, but I, I reckon you're going to tell me it wasn't. I just remember seeing him out there all the time, and he was such a big piece of what they were doing at that time. He was sturdy. Um, so I don't know, low 30s? Mate, 26 minutes. 
in 20 Damn. in 21 yeah and in 21 22 it was 29 minutes and last Damn. year with we know the trade was pending and going over to toronto it was 26 yeah. so right now he's on in the last two weeks he's been at 29 so he's bang on dead the averages of minutes from where he was at 21 22 when he finished the season as the 70th best player but in that time he was on 13 points in 21 22 He's on 13 points now. This season, he's on basically the identical amount of rebounds. He's on more assists slightly. He's on more steals this time than previously, and his blocks are slightly down. His field goal percentage is right up, though, and he still can't shoot a free throw to save his fucking life. So for me, this is where I'm thinking, like, actually, I think this could be sustainable because this is who he was two years ago and given this role. There's like Boucher is there waiting in the wings, maybe, but I don't see they don't need to do anything there. I think this could be sustainable. Only when I look back at it historically, I'm like, actually, this guy, even in 26 and a half minutes, can return like top 75 value. So I think this is where if you are, if you think it's a, if you think it's a time to like, like sell high on him, like, just make sure that you like 75 is my rule of thumb for this one. Don't be like jumping too high over the game because I think there's a chance there. Yeah, I think I mean, one of his biggest weapons, too, and it was when he was wrapping up with the Spurs, is he's such a good playmaker. Like, he can pass the yeah. ball, like, and put it into his hands. And I mean, he kind of looked, he kind of was putting up, um, well, he was putting up essentially the line that Jalen Duran put up today, you know, five blocks, yep. you know, four, yep. Big four stuff. steals. But Unfortunately, he's on a team where they have three pretend point guards in Siakam, in Barnes, and in, uh, what's his name, Dennis Schroeder. So he just really doesn't get a chance to flex that. And I don't think they're going to move him, but it just kind of makes you think, doesn't it, like for the future. He's just a guy to think about. And if he lands somewhere else and gets back into a San Antonio-like state where he can, you know, move the ball and, um, you know, they can create plays off of him. It's kind of exciting, but yeah. Well, yeah he's, talking about Tor- he's not a strong one. He's not a look, but, but I, I I do like that you can because there's someone who's going to be gagging for those kind of stats that he puts up. They're, they're gaudy. Like that, if someone is right now like struggling with field goal percentage, they're going to see what he does, especially and be like, oh yeah, I can fucking do that. And the thing is, this one we always want to keep in mind. Like we talk about, like we talk about volume of free throw shots. So if he only takes two or three a game and he's not very good at them, well, that's okay. But if you've got a guy who takes 10 free throws a game or seven free throws a game and they hit all of them and you put those two cumulative averages together, therefore your team, your player shoots 70, 700% at boys it. So you've got to make sure that you've got a strong free throw percentage to absorb that. And that could really generally with guards, maybe absorb that from your build uh, that's how I look at it because your guards are probably going to have a lower field goal percentage. He'll buoy that up because of what he does, not to the same volume as an elite guard, but he does do volume shooting and he does volume good, like plus 800. Mm. Like that's league leading. But that reminds me to ice cold, guys. Let's get into our buy low. This is the artist formerly known as OG Ananobi. Uh, I would like to formally say that I'm disappointed with him and my teams this season so far, and therefore I know it operates on my low option. Why? Because I had a trade in one of my leagues for him, and I looked at it for more seconds than I should. OG has been well down. He has been 
outside the top 100 this season, which is not where you got him in return. I don't know if this is going to keep up. To be fair, he hasn't been good. His free throw percentage for me is the big glaring issue. Uh, his free throw percentage this year is 600. This is a career guy who was plus 750. So this is like a massive dip in free throw percentage for me. Now, look, he hasn't been healthy, but over his last week, he's got 15 points a game, 4.5 rebounds, three assists, not even a steal. He's got one block. His field goal percentage has been okay the last week. But just uh, – and the minutes are there. Like, he's getting the minutes again. He just doesn't look himself. And I think there's this status right now in Toronto that there's a trade or a big trade coming, and we'll see where it goes. And if that's the case, and OG and Pascal are those guys who get out of town, if that is the case, well, great. We all know what – look, let's be honest. Let's be humans for a second. Not basketball analysts, not listeners, whatever. Remember that time that you really felt bad in your job security, Mally? Do you, do you feel like when you felt your job was threatened, how happy did you feel going to work every single day? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. I guess it's kind of maketh the man, doesn't it? Because you can really go two ways. You can go, I'm going to power through this and show them that they're wrong. Or you can go the other way and go, well, stuff them. Like, if this is how they feel about me, I'll just do what I want. But, yeah. It's, and he's it's young. Yeah. The yeah, guy's he's, the- he's definitely going to be in his bonnet. He's got, he's got a bee in his bonnet. He's young. He hasn't been in the league for that long. And he's coming off a decent season last year and not so going so great this year, to be honest. And when we look at him last year being like a top like 30 player, top 40 player in the NBA to see where he's doing now, it doesn't stack up. No, I don't think this is going to go on for a long time. I think it's still early in the NBA season. But OG Ananobi is 100% a buy low for me right now because there's something going on there. Like, like he just can't get out of this funk that he's in. But when he does, like, he'll be great. So I think it's worth a shot just getting some feelers out there because if I'm thinking about it as a OG believer, well, there's someone out there who's not as strong as a believer will take him. I mean, even even when he isn't injured, he has to go home and fake injuries, like cutting himself with his um with his vegetable knife just to, like, make an injury. He's like, damn, I didn't get hurt today. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yep, that'll I've do. Some, I've knife. got some potatoes and a peeler. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, it happened again. Yeah. As he's making his um, as he's making his baked beans and cheese jaffle because he's a poor man. <laughs> What's that guy even doing in the kitchen anyway? I didn't even know what, what room of the house that was, Woody. Get a personal chef, OG, man. Who's your first one? Uh, let me go with he's He's a buy low, but I wouldn't say he's ice cold. And that's Terry Rozier. Um, he's only just come back from his injury, but he played 37 bonkers minutes. Like, speaking of yeah. Daihatsu's, man, <laughs> they just absolutely work this guy to a little body. Ugh. Little scary Terry. But like, yeah, he's come back and they and he he walks in down the tunnel ready to play, and Mello gives him the nod and walks back because it's his turn to have an injury. Um, as they kind of did last year. This is very reminiscent of last season I'm where they just all kind the of... Deja vu. I don't, all the deja vu. Yeah, I don't know how many minutes they played together. But look, the reason I think he's a uh, he's a buy low is I think he's about to light it up. You know, I think that without Melo, he's going to be the guy again. He seems to play really well, even better when he's not with Melo. Like, uh, I know he struggled last year in points where they, like, really forced him to be the point guard. But I think... Um, in a lot of the games that we saw, they just give him all the shots. 
you know, his his field goal percentage is probably going to be damaged because of it. But like this 37 minutes just coming back straight back from an injury. Um, the other reason why um, I think that you could probably make that buy low argument too is you can start reminding people now of the fact that uh, Charlotte's playoff uh, berth for fantasy is is pretty shocking. So, like, if you're trying to um, grease the wheels a little bit and get your get your buy low purchase over the line, maybe that's something you need to start reminding the owner of Terry Rozier about. But yeah, I just think that he's probably about to go gangbusters just without um, Melo there. So maybe it's worth picking him up um, now and, and juicing him for all he's worth, and then you know maybe when. Mello comes back again and things settle and, you know, you realise you're the guy who's holding him for his poor playoff. <laughs> you can, uh, you know, pawn him off to someone else. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Terry Roji is probably that bylaw guy. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – yeah, I, I, I think you've got that. I think right now with the Mello thing, it's a little bit of a state of flux right now. I do like it. He's definitely a target. You could probably – just pull some tricky, some some sneaky shit out, especially if he disappoints a lot with Mello out. It's like, oh man, I, he sucks even with Mello out. That's the kind of attitude you want to get in someone. So watch your group chats. Just read read the room, Charles. Read the room. Like when's like, oh fuck, I can't believe I got Rozier and he still fucking sucks ass with, you know. He'll put someone we frustrate enough in your league to say that. Oh, he still sucks, man. The Mello's out. What is he doing, Charlotte? Shit. Oh really? Hello. Step into my office, baby. And that's where you make your move. Like you just read the room on that one. One guy who's also a little bit that way is Vooch. My next by low is Nikola Vucevic. He's had a couple of really down games, like struggling to get the double doubles that we all know and love from him. Chicago was a woeful organization. Vooch, mm. hello. Potential trade target, not so much. Like he's not going to be like in Chicago, they've just re-upped him. Like, and we're all hearing the rumors out there that they're going to move off. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, uh, and and Caruso and Patty Williams. I'm not hearing a lot of Vooch talk. So everyone else seems to be in a state of flux. I think the only two people who are safe with their jobs right now, not safe with their jobs, but the two people who I know will be possibly still in the team of Chicago after trade deadlines are Kobe White and Nikola Vucevic. You know, like it just seems like there's this state of flux in Chicago right now. So he's played a couple of down games, but the minutes there for the guy, like, this is a guy who is historically better than this. And in the last month, he's been a top, like, top 60, top 70 player. But, like, in the last couple of weeks, he's been out, like, he's been pretty average. Like, 34 minutes, 13 points a game. He's not up to his double-double standards. His field goal efficiency is down. His free throw percentage is there, but the field goal percentage at 400 for the last couple of weeks, like 420, that's not good for Vooch. You know, he doesn't stretch the floor like he used to, although I'm pretty sure he wishes that he could. But this is a playmaking big man. He's good. Like The guy can make reads and plays. So I just think there's this thing. If he has another couple of stinking games where he doesn't get that double-double that his owners know and love and drafted him for. And if you're listening to this right now and, you, and you're a Nikola Vucevic owner, when you were drafting him, you know you're going to be like, well, there's a double-double draft. Where he fell to you, like, there's 10 rebounds and 15 points, draft. Like, that's kind of the autopilot draft mode you go on because he's like a safe, dependable guy. But he hasn't been safe and dependable. They're on a losing skid of four games right now. Chicago is shit. They are one of, like, just 
I don't know if they're going to go belly up tank. They just seem incompetent and incapable of making a professional decision about where they want the future of their organization to go. So Vooch would be me. What's your last one to touch on before we wrap up, mate? Isn't it funny that like uh, the Chicago Bulls are a real life buy low? Like real life buy low. That hot. That whole, t- Reins- that whole Reinsdorf isn't selling, but I have a packet of chips from Aldi in my cupboard that I'd throw in for them yeah. right now. He might consider it. It might be on he the might. cards. Look, um, the other buy low I have, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to buy low on this man this year. Um, it's Donovan Mitchell. He hasn't really started to um, bring the Donovan Mitchell that we know and love in Cleveland back after his four-game absence. Mm-hmm. The, these first two games you have came back. He's played the minutes, but um, the output has been kind of underwhelming. I was trying to think of like who you could have to try and work a buy low for Donovan Mitchell. But the first guy that came to my mind, just to give it a bit of a real like, you know, give it some, um, you know, like validity is like a Kyrie Irving. You know, like someone who clearly, in my mind, is not a Donovan Mitchell, but has been playing solidly. He's clearly the second option there and will be in uh, Dallas this season. He hasn't said anything silly yeah. or like um, disrespected an entire race of people or, or, or religious sect, which is uh, which is good for him. I think they might have changed whatever he's burning in his stages, so that's that's good. But like, I, I just think that it's if not the Mary Jane. Kyrie, is that Mary yeah. Jane? Yeah, poor old, uh, yeah, uncle. Um, uncle Drew over here, Kyrie. I just thought something like that might be a guy that you throw at the Donovan Mitchell owner. You can, again, paint a good story around and, and talk about this, you know. We're back to seeing a, a Kyrie who his biggest um, downfall in fantasy and in real basketball was his own personality, which he seems to have in check at the moment. They might have done a lobotomy or something on the dude and kept the part in his brain that makes him good at basketball, but taken the part out that makes him a jerk. Like the guy is, I, I've got, oh yeah, I, I see that with Don. And the fact is that he's still first round value on the season after these last four games is a credit to how incredible Donovan Mitchell has been this season. Like I, I said this, I think to Mally the other night, I saw not Mally to Matteo, like to Matrix. I drafted him everywhere. Like he was my biggest, I think he was the one I did person like, you know, being our first year on the pods, Mal, I didn't want to talk too much about guys and like, that I wanted so much. Like I just wanted a lot, this one guy that I could just get for myself and not spill the beans too much. And it was Donovan Mitchell for me this year, especially with the preseason talk that he could go to the Knicks or there was a contract thing. And so I have drafted him like everywhere. And so when last week we were talking about like how you don't want to own a guy in one particular league, that's, that's it. But this is the kind of play that Donovan won't be long for soon. And again, an owner will see some really good value in a, in a pick and a guy that's trending in the right direction, like a Kyrie Irving, and probably be more open to it because hamstrings are lingering injuries. So it only takes him to be inconsistent for a very short time. And there is a guy who's been returning first round value that you could probably get a decent end of second round value, early third round value, who's been consistent on a bit of a heater. And, and you're right, you can just slide in and be like, step into my office, baby. I think too, like people have the grumps. Like he probably 
is your best guy or is in one of your best two guys, depending how deep your league is. Excuse me, but um, he's he's probably cost you a week, um, no. like an L for last round where he was pretty much out for every game of the round prior to the one we're in now, and you're hoping, all right, he's back now, like things are back on track, like it's time to like, you know, get back to business. And he still hasn't like been able to ramp it up. Like this is the times that you've got to strike on people like this because people who are yep. back in their right mindset aren't going to let Donovan Mitchell go. But in these no moments way. of weakness, this is where buy lows happen where people have it, have the sooks and then, you know, they might have a bit of like post-trade clarity where they're like, what the hell have I done in a week's time? Yep. But by then, you're off winning rounds with Donovan Mitchell for yourself. So, Well, you make fantasy magic while the sun shines, and you make sure you like and subscribe to all things Insight Podcast Network. You can follow us at Insight F Sports on all of the things. Like and subscribe. Give us five subs. Leave it just a positively glowing review. Talk about Mally's mustache. Talk about my lack of just yeah. pure mustache and that I should ditch the beard and join him on that one and that Mally needs to wear his hat next week because he didn't do his hair for the podcast. All of those yeah. things that you can do. You beautiful man. Thank you so much, Mally. Have a great night, my man. Me too. See you, buddy. We are done here. Take care, everyone. This has been an Insight NBA podcast. We'll see you soon.